Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I am joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor, and Brian Cobley, our youth students director. I don't know why it calls you youth, but... Interchangeable. Interchangeable? Okay. What do you prefer? Youth is really... I, student is kind of what I've been yeah. going by. Youth is weird because I've had like some people come up to me and talk to me about the kids' ministry and go, oh, man, the youth is just amazing here. I'm like, that's not youth. That's, that's children. children. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> See, and I think of you guys as youth. So there you go. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right, Allison. That's right, Allison. That means you. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> one person takes as an insult. One person's in the middle ground and one yeah. person... <laughs> It's laddered. <laughs> so the nature of this podcast today, um, you guys are aware it's the summer and like everybody that goes to Arbor, we on staff will be taking vacations. So this is another podcast where um, we're recording it in preparation for uh, one of us to go on vacation and not be here to record. So um, Cliff is going to be leading the content today. We uh, we sat down and put together these one-off podcasts, and one of the thoughts we had was um, originally it was you know how to read the Bible, and then we thought about it more and talked about it more, and we've kind of come down to just talking about what we personally do for devotions or how we enter into reading the Bible. So, um, without further ado, Cliff, why don't you take it away with? Uh, where you want to go with this thing. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this one, Hayden, because um, I think that, you know, when we're talking about personal devotions, about uh, it, it can very easy become ritual or religion that we feel responsible to do. So we say, well, we do it this way, and I get up at this time, and I do this, or whatever it is. And I think it's so important to understand in the Christian life, it's about relationship, not those other two. And so to be able for us to be able to talk about not only be a lot of fun for us to talk about how we do that differently and how it impacts relationship. And maybe even if we had a, a, a time when, uh, you know, it became more rote, it became more of something I feel like I need to do, especially if you're in professional ministry, my goodness, if you aren't having devotions, there must be something wrong with you, you know, or not doing it maybe in somebody might think a particular way. So I just thought it'd be fun for us to talk about that and give people ideas on things they can do. And uh, so uh, you had asked me to come up with three questions, and I thought the great three questions would be how do we each each of us yeah. do this ourselves and why it's important to you. So I'll start with uh, Brian and just ask him, why, is, why, why are devotions important to you? How do you do them? And, uh, you know, and, and, yeah, just kind of give us your take on that, Brian. Well, so for me, I think we, uh, I did this with the whole staff a long time ago, but... I was just thinking of that this yeah. morning as I was driving in. I was hoping you would talk about this. Really? Yes. So there's a test called spiritual pathway test. And the spiritual pathway test, you take a few questions and it comes up with what your spiritual pathway is. And it's how you best connect with God. There's worship. Yeah. There's nature. There's a whole bunch of other things. For me. Study. Yeah. For, for me, my spiritual pathway is studying God's word. It's like, that's how I feel the, the closest to God. So when I'm reading, you know, a lot of people, when they feel like they're distant from God, the first thing they want to do is just read the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great discipline. But also there's other things that might connect you well with God. For me, it's this. It is reading. It is studying. Um, so to me, I, 
when I do devotions, it's just an extra layer of getting to know God, going deeper with God, hearing, reading his stories, reading his scriptures, questioning it, and um, maybe not finding the answers, but mm-hmm. just humbling myself that I won't know those answers, but it's so complex. Right now, to do it, I wake up in the morning and make a cup of coffee, and I read the Bible. I read a book just that I'm just reading. Uh, right now, it's Tove. And then uh, work out from there. But before, I was feeling really horrible about my life because I was just wake up and work out. And I was exercising. I was doing physical exercise. And I'm like, man, I can find time to to better myself. But I'm not finding any time to to work on my relationship with Jesus. So, And normally, before I work out, I'd put on Sports Center and watch Sports Center. So I decided cut out the Sports Center in the morning before the workout and work on Spiritual health, and then mental health, and then physical health. Yeah, yeah. There's something about relationships that if you don't work on them, they kind of, they suffer. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah. So, it's a cool priority. Yeah, and and honestly, as much as, you know, physical workout is great, I was choosing self over over God. Or showing that I had more, a a priority for myself over my relationship with Christ. Mm. So, I needed to, if I was going to work on that, I needed to work on yeah. That's cool. Can I ask a follow-up to you? Um, I think a lot of young adults, I mean, you're you're a mid-range adult. (laughs) You're not a young adult, really, but you're a young family member. I'm a middle-aged adult. (laughs) Sorry, you're a young family leader. So, meaning you have entered parenthood in the last couple of years, and I know that most young parents find uh, their spiritual life adjust a little bit because the routines they may have set up once upon a time was based on their own adult schedule. And Mm -hmm. then they have this kid who kind of messes up the flow. So did you adjust anything after Cade was born? I feel like I'm adjusting every day. Totally. Yes, (laughs) that's true. There is no routine. And then life just always changes. As you guys know, uh, even my wife getting her master's degree every six weeks, it's a whole new schedule. Right. So every... Every week there's some adjustment. So even the new adjustment, so funny. I got into this routine of yeah. the of the doing the three in the morning, but then um, my wife Audra has taken some days off of work because she has to do school. So before it was nice. There was nobody home, so I'd get my cup of coffee, read my scripture, read my book, go work out. So now three days a week, they're all there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate, I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm now questioning, I'm asking God, do I got to change the routine? Because this was so good. This was working so well. So right. I'm just still trying to maintain the same one. But yes, right. having a child, mm-hmm. wife whose schedule is always changing. The- well, and I feel like that's one of the um, key things that I would want people to take away from this this podcast is that with seasons of life, it, there's flexibility needed, right? Because mm. just as soon as you get used to doing something one way, a, a child is born or a job program, like things change, right? Mm. And so you have to make adjustments. So um, I think people get guilty for when like the cup of coffee yeah. and the quiet book open thing doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but there can be other ways that you do yeah. it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that what you said, Allison is really important from a standpoint of, um, understanding not, you don't have to feel guilty, but again, if you put the relationship as a priority, then you're always, you're going, okay, I just got to find a new way to do this because I feel like I'm not connecting like I should be or like I want to be. 
instead of like I have to be or like I have to to feel approved by myself or by somebody else, you know. So how about you? How do you, what's, what's important to you and how do you do that? So I'm an older woman that has, um, you're youth, youth. youth. Oh, I am a youth. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Um, but I find that my most focused, quiet time is actually at the office, which is funny. (laughs) I'm the person who's usually here first just because I'm an older woman and you guys, you're youth. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yes. Other people on staff tend to stay up later than I do. I am early to bed, early to rise. And so I find when I'm here first thing in the morning, it's quiet and I'm able to have more focused, quiet time here. Um, And then Brian and I show up. And then the party starts. (laughs) (laughs) But at home, um, my temptation at home is to do a lot of tasks And so what I do uh, while I'm doing all those morning tasks as I start a podcast or I do the Pray As You Go app and have somebody read scripture to me instead of me sitting down, it's really hard to focus sitting down for me at home. But when I get to the office, at least in this season of time, I feel like that's where, you know, I'm able to put everything else away and just focus. That's so funny. You and I are opposite. So opposite. Yeah. When I when I get to the office, it's tasks. Like I've tried to do that one yeah. where I would read when I got here, but I started noticing as I was reading, I my eyes were following the words, but I was always thinking of I have this, I have this, I have this. So I had to stop, so I didn't forget these tasks that I had this day or this week. I would like do this, do this. Then I'll try and read again. I'm like, oh, this, this, this. So then, yeah. By the time my eyes finished yeah. where I was gonna finish. I'm like, okay, onto the task. I'm like, what did I just read? Right. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea what I just read. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that, Brian, because everyone deals with that at one level or another. Some people, because we are um we tend to see more squirrels, we get we we get distracted more easily. Uh, I think uh, Oswald Chambers calls it mental wool gathering, you know, whatever the world that means. But uh <laughs> you know, think about that. I have no idea what that means. But we all get the picture. Our head's not where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And also, like you said, we've all of a sudden read a bunch of stuff where we've actually been praying and we stop and go, What what have we been doing? Or these things are coming to our mind. And I but what you said I think is really important is to be able to get refocused again, the best thing to do is to write those down. Okay, now they're out of the way, or I can even now they can might even become part of my prayer because I know I've got these things oh, yeah. to do. You know, so I can now. Oh, I got to get that out of my head. I got to write that down so I don't forget it. That I don't forget it. Oh Lord, that person. Now I can bring that into my prayer life and 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 uh, in relationship talk to him about my day and all that kind of thing. So yeah, how about you, Hayden? Oh man. Um, for me, it's, I would, I would love to be the person that wakes up in the morning, has a cup of coffee and, and reads the Bible. Um, but I think who I am as a seven, it feels like life is just coming at me fast and I've got to figure out a way to maneuver around it and, um, find my time. So I, for me, I think every day looks a little different. Um, whether it's like we were talking about worship music, uh, whether it's podcasts, whether it's sitting down, you know, I'm someone who is like Allison, but the opposite. I love quiet time late at night. Usually when the house is quiet, maybe my wife has gone to bed. I just like to open the Bible or 
sometimes I like to open it on uh, my computer and just kind of have a, a one translation, another translation, and just kind of read through and and see which one um, kind of sticks out to me. So, yeah, I I remember when I first had a relationship with Jesus. I remember I came home from that summer camp and I was like, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to just get into it. And I did that for, I want to say the, the summer and then school started. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, this isn't, this isn't me. Like <laughs> as much as I want to be the early morning, you know, as I rise, I think that like you had said, it's a relationship, right? And not every relationship is the same. So I don't think you need to beat yourself into submission to be that prototypical, I wake up and I do quiet time. As long as you're getting that quiet time in and you're spending time in the Word, I think that's the most important part, the relationship investment. So, yeah. yeah. I love that you brought up the flexibility or um, elasticity kind of thing Mm -hmm. of finding what works. Yeah. And... um, in preparation for today, I was thinking about my favorite style of absorbing God's word is to do deep dives. Like when we're sermon prepping or developing a series here or any kind of content like that. I love doing the deep dive and it reminded me of how camels (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of go deep. And when they're, um, when they have a water source yeah. available to them, they take upwards of 57 liters of water. Wow. And then they are able to go stretches of time yep. with that. And it reminded me of sermon prep a little bit. Because, you know, when you deep dive on something like that and just saturate and go deep, and then mm-hmm. you, you carry that with you for a while. The problem is you think that you carry that for longer mm-hmm. than you really do. Yeah. Yeah. So... um Anyhow, I, I'm always best fed or nourished with being in a Bible study yeah. or in a small group where there's like homework yep. to do and uh, it just helps schedule me and hold me accountable yeah. um, to be in the word more often than just yeah. going on those deep dives. Yeah. So, But yeah. I love the deep dive. That's my favorite. But oh. I, I, do, I do love that you brought up the... Uh, the relationship aspect of it, Cliff. And it's not a, it's not a religion or a duty, right? It's a relationship. And I think about if we treated our quiet time as like, I'm going to do four hours on Saturday and then the rest of the week, I'm not going to do any, right? But I'll cover my bases because I do a, a big lump sum. And I think about how would all of our spouses feel if six days out of the week, it was like, no interaction, but hey, Saturday's your day, all right? We're going to spend all day Saturday, and then I'll see you next Saturday, right? Like, not only would they not like it, but I feel like if you are if you love your spouse, you'd also feel bad and guilty throughout the week, and I'm not, I don't think our relationship with Jesus should be based out of shame of, you know, I didn't get into the word, but really looking at your relationship with Jesus as, you know, I'm in relationship with him, so I'm going to spend time with him every day, and hopefully outside of quiet time as well, and reading your Bible. But right, yeah. right. I think if you, you know, let's now let's put love underneath that. And yeah. If you really love your spouse, yeah, then you, then it isn't it shouldn't be shame, right? But it's conviction. Yeah. 
you're, yeah. you, you get convicted. You go, I, 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 or and, and guilt sometimes can be yeah. good. Yeah. Where we're going, I haven't really done anything to invest in her for a while or in him for a while. And, mm-hmm. and I need to do that because they yeah. need to know. And, and really, I want to be in that kind of yeah. depth of relationship. You know, I, I think that regardless of whether the mornings or evenings are your best time, yeah. that, you know, Paul talks about uh, how we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus makes it clear that he was in relationship with his father all day long. Yeah. So I think it's important to to set that tone at the mm-hmm. beginning of the day. However, you do that, it doesn't have to be. You may not have your devotions then, but to yeah. set the tone by saying, "Lord, here I come. We're going to start the day together." You know, and uh, that that first first minutes of your day, if you if we immediately right then say, "This relationship is the most important thing to me in my life, for now and for eternity." So I, it, I make sure that it becomes first for me. So yeah. I mean, one of the ways that I, I do that, I try to do that is um, it's a rare morning that I don't, I, I get out of bed by sliding out of bed onto my knees <laughs> beside my bed. Yeah. And that may only be for 60 seconds, I, but I want to, I start there just saying, Lord, here I, here I am. I'm starting my day and I want you in it. And so I'm just, I'm here with trying to get myself going and trying to get my mind working. And and, and in this kind of sleep place, I'm just coming to you and saying, let's start this together. Will you, will you walk with me in this thing? And and then you run to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and then whether you need to do, <laughs> then whether you need to do, you know, whether devotions for you is good at that time or, or later or whatever, I think is, um, is, is more one of what works best for me and how can I connect their best? And it may even yeah. be seasons like Allison was saying, you know, when, when I had kids, it was a different deal. I had to find it in a different way. I actually got up quite early then yeah, uh, just so that we could do that, you know, mm-hmm. but, but also that, that piece that is important to me for all, is, is that people understand is because I'm a task person and, and Brian was talking about those things that start coming to your mind yeah. and I can get where it's, it's checkoff, right? So uh, one of my favorite devotionals is Oswald Chambers, uh, My Utmost for His Highest. Yeah. It's a deep dive sometimes, and some people don't like it and because of that. And he emails me every, every morning with, does he really? with his Devo. Which yeah. is really cool because, yeah. you know, him being in heaven, he's pretty cool about the way he does I, that. He's, he's managed to, <laughs> to figure out the platform from there. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I probably go through – so I'm, almost, I'm, I'm sick this way. You know, I mean, I realize this. Uh, I started out reading that, and, and my mom was the one who first introduced it to me not long after I received Christ. And, and – uh, and it's in a lot of ways, it's a little like the Bible in that every time I go through it, I see new things, you know. And uh, But now I'm almost through it. So I go through it kind of in a half a year instead of a year because you just, because I'm a, and then I realize it's not about, can I do two of these or three of these this morning? Yeah. You know, it just isn't about that, you know. And uh, so anyway, I think that balance yeah. is is something that I'm interested to know from you guys, how you keep it relational, not ritual. Hmm. Well, I I was just going to shout out the prayer prayer pray as you go app. I yeah. can't even say it. I'm just so overcome with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about before your eyes are even barely open, you're sliding onto your knees. Before my eyes are barely open, I'm swiping in, you know, open pray as you go app. And yeah. it prays it you know, has a scripture reading 
that is read over me with beautiful British accents or Australian mm. accents or whatever they are. Um, and there's application and meditation in, in that. So that's my favorite way to wake up before my mm. eyes are even open kind of thing. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can um, engage the word. Um, mm-hmm. These tech applications are really helpful for us. Like yeah. I tease about Oswald Chambers emailing me, but I am on his email list and That's I get so those. cool. I know Good for you. Um, but like I can read those as well um, for mm-hmm. a devotion. Yeah. Um, you know, the grief share app sends yeah. me other devotions. There are some really rich, richly gifted authors out there mm-hmm. who yes. you can access their their content yeah. to stimulate your own uh, reading or whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I think when I reach for my phone, um, I'm not denying, you know, like... It, yeah. I'm not denying time in the Word yeah. by reaching for it. It's just a different way to access it through yeah. my phone. Yeah, I like that. But, I really like that. And to answer your question, how to not make you like a checklist... Um, it really just goes back to this is to me, this is how I connect with God the most that like mm-hmm. Hayden's analogy of if you're not talking with to your spouse for a few days and you're like, Oh gosh, I like, I miss talking to you. To me, this is the, how I, mm-hmm. how I talk to God, how I question God today. I was reading in judges of, uh, Jephthah. Yeah. Is that how you say his name where yeah. he said, God, <laughs> Whatever steps out outside my house, I will I will offer to you as a burnt offering. And I'm like, I, I've read that so many times. I even preached on it. Like, don't make vows to God because mm. you got to keep them. And so I read that one. I'm just like, God, what happened here, man? Really, <laughs> like, really. And then really. I know everybody's like, you know, explanation like, oh, he didn't kill his daughter. She, he, like, she was serving the Lord for the rest of her life. I'm like, yeah. I mean. I know what a burnt offering is, but okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just that is, it was fun just to wrestle with God. Like what happened there? Like, and you know, I'm hearing God say, I didn't make the vow, <laughs> but I'm just like, man, that's, that's weird. So to me, that's just having a conversation, you know, right. with God mm-hmm. of like, man, I definitely don't agree with what happened, but also it's here. It's in the word. And now I'm having a discussion with you about, yeah. Why? Yeah. And so, man, I, I love that, Brian, because what you're really showing is if you're looking at the word from that and asking the questions to get to know God's character better. And I would suggest that that is absolutely the Holy Spirit who says, I didn't make that vow. He, hmm. That now, that's a choice that he made, and he's going to decide whether he's going to honor me in it or not. But and can I still turn it to good? However, that actually works out. Mm-hmm. But that's my character isn't to to force you to do those things. That's not my character. I mean, even in Abram's case, it's I've I've got another plan here. But I want you to. I want to know you're all in. And I think I got a feeling God already knew that. But I got a feeling yeah. when he was done, Abram knew that in a way that he had never known it before. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I love that because it is like a relationship. I mean, yes. Hayden and I have a wonderful relationship, but there's many times I look, I'm like, dude, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a dumb idea. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes people like, you know, reading scriptures, like, you, are you going to take that? Hayden? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, and, and, and I'm not going to, but I, I'm sworn to secrecy, so I can't say what Hayden said about 
somebody. Thank you. You're looking at me, Thank man. You. No, no, I'm Thank talking. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just. I'm just. You know, I just. No. I I hear you, Brian. Yeah. And I understand that you did not enjoy that, but okay. I. I'd prefer if we didn't get into this on a podcast. Okay. We can have these conversations one on one. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Usually it's video games. We need the follow up to the follow up. Hayden and I, you know, years ago used to play video games, and Hayden was always like, "Dude, we got to be a team. We got to stick together." And in the video game, you just see Hayden like, like five minutes away from you. You're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And then he dies. You're like, what are you doing? And then he's like yelling at us, like, "Gotta work as a team, guys." I'm like. Yeah, we do. Because <laughs> it sounds so like a good a, plan, but I want the glory. You know. <laughs> so Hayden, here's a question for yeah. you: how do you how do you keep God informed on the uh, things going on in your life? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me the same question Allison and Brian got. Well, you you can answer that too if you'd like. Because the original question was relationship versus ritual, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I, for that question, I'll answer your other question too. And, and actually, um, I think I think you, if you answer the first one, you may just yeah. answer the second one while you're doing it. Go ahead. Well, I think for me, keeping a relationship and not a ritual is acknowledging that unlike all of us humans, uh, I don't believe that God has a favorite love language. And where, you know, I personally am a quality time person. Um, I think actively loving God in all of those areas, acts of service, gift giving, words of affirmation, quality time. Unfortunately, I don't think we can do physical touch with God, but everything else, if we're able to to tap into all of those areas and not just say, God, I'm going to give you quiet time, right? I'm not just going to what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is wake up or at the end of the night, spend 30 minutes in the word and, and pray, right? But I'm going to go out and actively serve you, right? And I'm going to give you, you know, whatever talents I have, I'm going to give you the tithe that you've requested. And I'm going to actively praise you, right? Whether it's through worship or or through prayer and just saying, thank you, Lord, you're so faithful and all those things. So for me, I think that it can turn into ritual when we just focus on one thing, right? And say, that's my relationship with God is going down to a, a soup kitchen and just serving soup. That's how I show you know my love to God, but also God's love to other people. I think it's being a more holistic approach, right, to um, our relationship with, with God. So, um, And then the second question was, how do I inform? What was, what was the second question? Yeah, how do you inform God about, I mean, how do you take God into all the things you're doing? What, how, oh, yeah. what does that look like? Yeah. Man, I think that's, if I'm honest, that's still a challenge um, because for the longest time I I had to get over the personal hurdle of, you know, this feels too small for God, right? There's some big things that just feel really easy, like someone in my my family is going through a health concern. That seems like that seems like a God level thing I should inform inform him on or ask for for prayer. But then when I'm, you know taking God into all areas of my life. I think, you know, church, going out to serve, building relationships. But I think going back to that relationship thing, right, is it's not bringing God out into your life when you feel like it, right? It's right. it's it's a holistic every step. And there was a book that I read called uh, um, 
what was that? Garden City by John Mark Comer. And it, it talks about how we have this division of secular and sacred and that um, the Israelites had no division like that. Everything was sacred, right? right? Everything had God in it and everything was for God. And some at some point in our history, we've decided to put this division of this is for God and then this can't be for God because it's, you know, it's secular. It's my nine to five office job. How could this, how could God be involved in that, right? And I think for me, it's understanding that we've kind of been conditioned to say God happens on Sunday mornings and on Thursday night at students and at our small groups maybe and maybe when we turn on a Christian radio station. But truly, if we're able to bring God into everything, acknowledge that God is a part of everything, I think that's how we bring God into all of our life. Yeah, I think, thank you for that. I think that's really um, a good delineation. And then I think it goes a step further, doesn't it? I I remember one time... um, I read a deal where guys talking about how to pray over your goals and how to pray over every part of your life and bring that to God. And then as I, as I started to do that and started praying through that myself, I realized that what I was really trying to do is get God's favor on my, on my decisions and my stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Whether, whether I called it spiritual or whether I called it, uh, or, or just kind of, you know, regular world stuff, my, my life, my life, I wanted his, his favor, but I wanted his favor in my way on my life. And so my prayer life, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, had become very much helped me accomplish these things, but they're for your kingdom, God, they're yeah. all for good reasons, but mm-hmm. they are, they really emanated at that point in my life out of my reasons, you know? And I remember, uh, it wasn't that long ago when my wife was, uh, struggling with this and she was not, not, not part of it. She in her prayer life. She was just telling me, she said, you know, I feel like I'm not getting through to God right now. And I've got my list of things I'm going through and I'm trying to take him with me throughout the day and every conversation and stuff. But I just feel like he's not connecting with me. And I said, well, have you just, just pray about that and ask him to give some clarity to you on that and, and just wait and see what he does on that. And, uh, man, she came back that night and she was wrecked. And I said, what happened? She said, I literally had to pull over to the side of the road I was in so much tears. The Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly about my prayer life. And I said, well, what did he tell you? Mm-hmm. And she said, I, had, I was just telling him, I said, Lord, I was just so frustrated. I just said, Lord, I'm so frustrated that I'm not hearing from you. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking you about these things, and I'm bringing these things to you, and I'm trying to listen, and I'm opening up your word and seeing how you're going to respond to it. And I feel like you're not, you're not speaking to me. And she said, and all of a sudden he said, you want to know how to pray. I want you to quit praying for a life where I'm not necessary. Mm. And she said, when I stopped and thought about, oh my gosh, my prayer life has been all about him solving things so that really he's yeah. not necessary. And she said, it just, it just, it hit me so hard. I literally had to pull over to the side of the road and just weep for a minute, just getting, realizing how much my, my devotions, my mm-hmm. prayer life had become, had slipped to being centered that way instead of just saying, Lord, I'm all yours. Mm. And, and I, I'm okay with a life that I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I got to pray that a lot yeah. to keep that where it needs to be. You know, I think it's just so important that we don't let our devotion slide because otherwise the, the, the enemy has done that, right? Yeah. God made it a world that it's all his. Yeah. And that was with his first people, how I want you to live your life. Yeah. And now we're in a culture that, as you said, Hayden, separates them. 
and makes it so easy for it to be, I can check these off, and now, by the way, help me get these done, which are mine. You know, and that's making God the genie, and when we do that, that bless me, God, you're my genie, then all of a sudden we put ourselves in the place of God. So I think mm. our devotions need to stay so real that um, yeah. we avoid that. It's, it's funny when you talked about prayer, it, it took me back to when I was a young Christian and my, my home church used to send out uh, like a paper sheet. It was prayer requests from the church, right? Right. And um, I remember as a high schooler who had just come to Jesus and knew way more about Christianity than anyone else out there, right? Because I was a high schooler and I thought I knew everything. But I remember seeing on the sheet, it's, it's some older lady from the church had put on the prayer request, uh, please pray for cool weather this weekend because I'm, I'm gardening all weekend. And I remember seeing that and just like rolling my eyes. And I'm like, does she really think that God cares about if it's cool outside all she's gardening? And it took me so long. I remember sitting through these prayer circles or, or prayer request times. And I just remember feeling like, the amount of like small things that people bring to God, it always frustrated me. And at, at some point in my life, it, it's probably college, it clicked of like, God really does care about everything that we're going through. Regardless if God's going to come in and, and change the weather by 10 degrees, he cares. And I think about even my relationship with my wife or friends, your friends and your spouse care about you and they care what you're thinking about and talking about. And even if it's a small thing, like they want to know those things. And it, it really, when it came to prayer, it, it opened up my prayer life because it was always just only the big things. And then I'll give you the, I'll give you praise for the things that have happened in my life. And I'm thankful for, right. And, and really acknowledging that God cares so much about you and loves you so much that even if it's a little thing that you know is small, just bring it to God, right? Because he cares about you and he wants to know, you know, what's on your heart and what you're thinking about. So that's, that's something for me. Go ahead, Allison. Um, so this may be a little PG if that's okay, but yeah. you were thinking you, the conversation was, podcast. what? So this is a family podcast. Yes. So I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it family oriented, but, um, when we talk about relationship yeah. and how to not make it like yeah. uh, a religion with checklists and yep. all that, but it's more like relationship. I remember thinking about um, some marriage advice that I had been given once, mm. <laughs> which was your time with your spouse can be like home cooking, yep. fast food or feasting. And yeah. so like home cooking <laughs> is like the everyday connection that you have. So like yeah. if you picture home cooking with your devotional life, it's like regular check-in, yeah. like healthy, nourishing, good, yeah. good stuff. The fast food you don't do very often, mm -hmm. but it comes in a pinch because like sometimes you're on the road and yeah. life is crazy and you know, so you just grab stuff to go yeah. and it may not be healthier sustainable, but it fills the need at the time. Yeah. So devotional life, fast food style sometimes can just be like listening to a quick podcast yeah. as you're driving in on your commute. Maybe yeah. it's not sustainable forever, but it yeah. fills that need during a busy life. Mm -hmm. And then the feasting, it's kind of like if you picture going away with your spouse, how yeah. you have that intense 
um, intentional time together that's like yeah. in a different location. It's um, you're building like new memories together yeah. and it's you two together, no work distractions, etc. Yeah. Feasting in your devotional life then would be like those a retreat, for yeah. example, or time away like to the river or to go, you know, engage nature and yeah. engage the Lord there mm-hmm. somewhere that you're building a memory and it's intentional. So anyhow, I thought about that. I know that carryover between relationship and religion can look like even our yeah. marriage, you know, relationships mm-hmm. too. But I, so. I love that image because I think it helps people who are strictly living a fast food diet right totally. now, right? Yeah. Where it's not, we're not asking you and God's not asking you to go from fast food to feast, right? It's okay. You've, you've been giving me 15 minutes at the beginning of your day and the end of your day, right? How can we move you towards everyday home cooking and then right. the occasional um, feast? And then life is busy. Things come up. And I, I truly think that God understands that. But yeah. knowing that you can, you can get fast food once a week, right? Or maybe right. a couple times a week. But as long as, as long as acknowledging like podcasts and a quick Bible reading or listening to a worship song if that's all your devotional life is, it's not enough. It wasn't meant to be sustainable. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to live off of fast food. Yeah. I mean, so anyhow. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love that imagery. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah really cool. too. So those are applicable yeah. to and other things thinking, in marriage too, but I was anyhow. Thinking, yeah. Like in relationship, I'm like, <laughs> you, you can go. do all three in one day. Like yes. You do a home cooked meal yeah. in the morning, lunch, we grabbed fast food because yeah. we're on our way to the retreat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we can, yeah. I'm like, in devotions, can you do that all in one day? Yeah. Devotional yeah. gluttony. Sure. sure. Devotional yeah. gluttony. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, <laughs> I think uh, if you want to supercharge your time with Jesus, uh, your devotional time or whatever, where it, where it really becomes supernaturally supercharged is when we insist on trying to get on his side of the page, when we don't try to lead the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll give you a great example of that. So we meet as a prayer team to pray about all kinds of things, right? And uh, by the way, plug 1030 on Wednesday mornings. And, nice. uh, and we'll start out uh, praying like you were talking about, Hayden, for whatever people have come in with. Yeah. We'll, we'll pray for the, we'll honor those people. We'll pray for those things. Mm-hmm. But then as we start praying and, and just asking and just asking the Lord to lead us and direct us in our prayers and just being open to what he wants to say, yeah, that's when it gets deeper. That's yep. when it gets richer. That's when all of a sudden we are learning things from the Holy Spirit as we're praying them mm-hmm. or as he has somebody else pray them. I'm, I'm going, oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and he then gives us a different way to even pray about some of those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, when somebody comes and says, I need healing for, and let's just say it's a physical condition. Mm-hmm. As if, you, if we say, okay, I'm willing to pray for that, but now we ask the Holy Spirit how he wants us to pray for them. Mm-hmm. We may find ourselves praying very little for that and a whole lot more for something else. Wow, yeah. And that's really inf- exciting because then we're lined up with him on what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, if, you, if, you're, if your devotions, I just want to say this for people, if their devotions, your devotions are dry, then just say, Lord, I want to I see it from your perspective. Let me see this from your perspective. Let me pray it from your perspective. And I think you'll find out that uh, it'll rock you in a good way. 
Thank you so much, Cliff, for this content. Um, I'd like to wrap things up now because we're at yep. the 40-minute mark. Um, I do, before we go, I just, quick quick little question for each of you. Um, let's say you finished all of your, if you follow a Bible reading plan, right? Let's let's say you're done with all that. You have no sort of Bible assignments. What is what is the first book that you guys go to when you say, I want to I wanna start reading a, through a whole book today, or maybe not today, but in my study, what's the first book you guys gravitate towards? I love First Timothy. Okay. Why? I just feel like in my current lifestyle of a middle-aged young adult that Allison called me, uh, <laughs> it's just always related to, yeah. to Timothy in his okay. life. Cliff or Allison? I'd say Romans. Romans, okay. Yeah, Romans. Dude, you're hardcore, man. I know, I know, <laughs> I am. I know. Revelation. I, know. I don't think, yeah, for me, Romans, particularly Romans chapter 8, yeah. if that chapter was not in the Bible, man, it, some there's so many things in life that would be much harder for me. It just explains so much. And so the, the that, depth and the richness of it. It's is, not an easy book. That always, is my favorite chapter in, in Romans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Allison? Oh gosh, I'm such an epistle slash John yeah. kind of girl. So it's a but, revelation. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So me and revelation. First, second, and third John. Nonstop. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime I can just like the thing I love about John is that mm-hmm. it's full of Jesus. It's yeah. full of love. It's full yeah. of hope. It's full of um, light. Yep. I love that, but the epistles, like, give me a good Philippians or Ephesians or Colossians, yeah. and I feel um, filled up. I mm-hmm. feel directed. Like, she I feel doesn't like, like Galatians. My path. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, give, them, give me all of them. Give me all yeah. of them, except First and Second Corinthians. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I like them all. Give me the New Testament. Give me, give me one. Give, give me, me the one. New Testament. New Testament. The give first, me one. second, or the lost third Corinthian. No, I was just in second Corinthians yeah. uh, last week and got so much out of it. So, I so don't know. the one you go to is the New Testament. Gosh darn it. <laughs> is is first Corinthians technically second Corinthians, or is it second Corinthians is technically third? I know we're missing a Corinthian letter. Uh, I don't know. No idea. Well, what I was trying to accomplish with you guys saying your favorite is if you listen to this podcast and you want to start getting into devotionals, here was three options that you guys could (laughs) hop into right now when you hop off the podcast, but Allison's giving you the whole New Testament. So maybe it depends (laughs) on your, like your style. Like, do you need some guidance? Like, Hey, here's the deal. Like, this is the way to walk, walk in it. Um, Go to the epistles. If yeah. you want to like just be reminded of the goodness of Jesus and yeah. how much he loves you, how about let's go into John? Yeah. What are you in the mood for? Yeah. Or if you have just feelings that you just are having a hard time expressing to God, read Psalms. <laughs> you, get all, you get all sorts of emotions. Yeah. They're like, there it is. Yeah. That is. That is what I'm screaming right now. What do you got to prioritize in your life? Go to James. Yep. Me personally, I go to Philippians just because I, I like the the happy, joyous feelings. And then if I'm in a angsty mood, I'll read first Corinthians. 
because I I don't like confrontation, but I enjoy watching Paul be confrontational. Um, and then I read it, and I'm like, man, these guys were so backwards. And then I read it, and I'm like, all right, that's also me. All right. <laughs> Dude, I get so Touché, sad. God. I get so sad when I read Philippians. Really? I, I, yeah. I feel uplifted after Philippians. Yeah. Well, just, just putting myself in Paul's shoes, when you read that letter, he like is in Rome uh, awaiting. Don't ruin Philippians for me, please. Okay. I enjoy it. I understand the context of his life, but yes. <laughs> um, well, there you go. You got a ton of suggestions from Allison. Uh, Cliff said Romans. Brian said, oh my gosh, why did I just forget? You said First Timothy. Mm-hmm. I said Philippians or First Corinthians. So you have a lot of options. Hop into that. There's also Bible reading plans on like you, uh, the Version Bible app. There's tons of podcasts out there. So many options. So... Um, I think all of us would encourage you if you're someone who's kind of living off a fast food diet right now, just start trying to throw in a, a home cooked meal every once in a while. And, and then, also you can join a small group. That is true. No, yeah. not yet. You can't. Well, I mean, when we start this back up, who knows when this is getting posted? Yeah, this, who knows? <laughs> who knows when this gets posted? False advertising. Wait yeah. till the fall. <laughs> Find a small group. Yeah. Or keep joining us on Sunday. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening or watching. And we will see you guys next week.